Hi. <laughs> I had to burp. So just like away from the mic, please. Just let it let it happen. Just the beginning of a podcast. Just rip one really loud, and I mean that's the intro. It's a vibe. <laughs> you know what I realized earlier when I was getting food? Um, we totally missed the opportunity to call this month's podcast generally spooky. Oh yeah. We we should do that. We should do that for like every season. <laughs> just, just change our change name everything. every season. It's fine. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we got more spooky stuff for y'all. Spooky. Uh oh. Spooky. Spooky. Bella's ears are like, what the fuck? You're spooky. Black You're spooky. Dog. <gasps> Very scary. Isn't that part of lore? Hmm. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, since when y'all are listening listening to this, it will be the week of Halloween. We have. Obviously, more spooky stuff. Oh I no! Think I just made myself bleed. Stop doing that. <laughs> but is this our last spooky cast for this year? Yeah. Oh my god. No. Well, we can still do spooky Christmas. That would be fun. I'm I'm here for that. Yeah. Very ghost story. Bree was telling us we should do ghost stories. I would love to have Bree on the podcast. Just all yes. of us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That would be great. Um so what what brings us to this day and age with Halloween? Yeah, so I went like whole all down the rabbit hole and took a bunch of notes <laughs> because I fucking love Halloween. So bats. Bats. <laughs> fucking love Halloween. Um Anyway, it's just this. This is what today's gonna be like. <laughs> I'm surprised not every podcast is like this. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so I wanted to talk about like some of the history of Halloween and how it sort of came to be what it is today, and then because we have too many spooky topics that we wanted to talk about, there's so many that I wanted to talk about, and we just like didn't have enough episodes. Mm. Anyway. But we're also going to talk about, like... We could record a bonus episode for on Halloween. We could. <laughs> <laughs> just the silence. I'm just going to leave that. And You'll see. My face into the, the video. <laughs> Please do. Hmm. <laughs> Anyway, so we're going to talk about some Halloween history, and then we're also going to talk about, or mostly you are going to talk about because you did the research for it. Um, and by research, I mean I watched some YouTube videos. Yeah, listen, it's fine. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about, maybe I can actually say it, like, my brain's just not, <laughs> no. not getting there. Oh, man. <laughs> Talk about the history of Halloween and how it came to be. Yeah. And also, uh, children's media that is traumatizing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's what I was getting at. (laughs) Oh, okay. I've been writing, I used all my words, and now they're gone. (laughs) (laughs) No more. Anyway, 
So to get into it, so Halloween originated in Celtic culture. With it's basically as like a an autumn celebration. So it, it was the Celtic like New Year. So it symbolized the end of summer and the beginning of fall. Um, many people have probably seen the word Samhain, which I didn't know until looking this up is actually pronounced uh, Sawin. Because oh. Gaelic ain't make no goddamn sense. I mean, me either. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Celts just didn't know how to letters. I swear to God, mm. they're just like, yeah, just throw, just throw a bunch of letters in there, and that's it, that's yeah. what this word is. Anyway, uh, so it's basically was Samhain was uh, the day of the year when like the living world and the spiritual world converged and so people believed that spirits would be roaming the earth essentially and so they had this huge celebration where they lit bonfires and they dressed up so that the um, spirits wouldn't recognize them or wouldn't know that they that like people were not also spirits made sacrifices as you do <laughs> <laughs> just a nice uh, Tuesday activity yeah yeah, you know, <laughs> hanging out with the boys, <laughs> sacrificing some goats, telling some fortunes. Uh, it's kind of, it was kind of similar to like, I feel like a lot of people are pretty... Yeah. Are you gross. Oh, she's being gross. You yeah. being nasty. You lick yourself, that's gross. Gross. <laughs> but anyway, people I feel like are pretty uh, well acquainted with like Day of the Dead since you know all of us take Spanish class in high school, mm -hmm. and it was sort of similar in the way too that people would leave like food and um, candles out for their um, dead dead relatives to you know, your grandma here's a snack, <laughs> here's some candles so you know how to get back home. <laughs> so. Like, all of these, like, traditions have started around this time, and they all have sort of an eerie feeling. Do you, do you know if they're connected? Like... So, it, basically, it's because, and I am pretty sure, and I didn't really look a lot into it, because Day of the Dead is a different thing, but mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure they're connected in that way because of Christianity. <clears throat> But the reason that this sort of idea comes around at this time of year is because at the beginning of fall, when it starts to get cold, people die. <laughs> uh, like, as we go into winter, it would be, like, kind of a symbol of, like, this is the time of year when people are most likely to die. And mm -hmm. so fall, the beginning of winter, would be really kind of synonymous with death. And that's why there's a lot of these spooky ideas. Hmm. Um, so they would have these huge or these you know big rituals and stuff and then the Christians came in and they were like no no pagan bad this is actually about Jesus and stuff <laughs> so we're gonna they basically they took All Hallows Eve or Samhain and were like no 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 this is All Saints Day no pagan stuff only Jesus. <laughs> but then they took all of the customs and they were like, all the stuff behind this, not real. But like, we're gonna steal the party. Yeah. The party's for me. The party's um, fun, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, you know, Christianity be doing that shit. 
uh, Halloween in America kind of evolved from there. So when people immigrated, they brought their traditions over here. But it wasn't really widely celebrated until the potato famine, because all the Irish people left Ireland and came to America and brought Halloween, and they were like, yo, y'all got Halloween up in here? Let's get some Halloween beach! <laughs> and that's sort of around the time that it became more of a national holiday instead of just, like, towns here and there. Mm-hmm. Fucking OG American Halloween was so... Sound, sounds so fucking fun. Yeah. Because they would just have these, like, whole, like, town-wide parties Ooh, where everyone yeah. would dress up, they would, like, tell ghost stories, they'd pull pranks on each other, uh, they'd go to door-to-door... Trout, what are you doing? <laughs> digging. Why are you digging? Just lay down. Um, they'd go to door, go door to door asking for food and money, <laughs> which I will <laughs> get into later. <laughs> um, but it was like this whole huge celebration where the entire town was like just having a party together. That sounds great. It was great. like the whole town would put it together. And it was a lot more. Like, it was for the entire community, not just, like, a kid holiday, like it kind of is now. Yeah. Or get drunk holiday. Yeah. Here's here's the kicker. You know why we don't do that anymore? Fucking baby boomers. <laughs> what? Yeah. Boomers nerfed Halloween. Oh, no! What the fuck? So, what happened is basically... It's like a millennials killed this. Yeah, but <laughs> it's it, like it's what boomers killed... <laughs> Like, boomers killing, like, nerfing Halloween is way worse than any shitty industry our generation has killed. (laughs) So, you know, as always, everything has to be all about the boomers, right? And so when they were kids, it was basically society collectively were like, there's too many fucking kids. We can't have all these kids out here. (laughs) There's all these goddamn kids running around, and we, like, there's too many kids. And so the giant town party became several small parties at like school or somebody's house or whatever so it became more accommodating for the billions of boomer children oh Oh, god instead of being like a whole community-wide thing where everybody would go and get together running around doing fuck all well and that was part of the problem too because there were like way too many kids pulling pranks Mm. and so they had to like break it up Oh shit, just imagine fucking Super Day, but Halloween themed. Like, imagine, fuck, here's, I'm thinking about, you know how they have the whole, like, the ball dropping ceremony and stuff at New Year's Eve? Yeah. And there's, like, everybody goes to wherever in your town you do that. Yeah. (laughs) And just, like, gets fucking drunk and parties. Except it sucks because it's cold. Yeah. Do that Imagine before doing it gets that cold. Halloween, but everybody is on like in costumes, and you're doing like fun fall spooky games and telling stories and like all the fortune telling stuff that just sounds fun. Like, can we have I, that? Right? Can we? It was like please? a huge thing. Maybe Stupid not this year, but ruined. like you know, <laughs> that's next year. We're gonna celebrate being able to do stuff again by big Halloween party. Hell yeah. Dude, I would so go to that. Right? Just giant Halloween party in the middle of town in the middle of the night. That sounds great. Yeah. It just would be so cool. So, um... Where was I on my notes here? So, trick-or-treating kind of, as we know it today, also kind of happened around that time. 
in an effort to sort of keep the community feel of mm. the celebration, um, they kind of ke they kept the people going do door to door idea, and it was cheap and easy to both entertain the kids and keep them from pulling too many pranks, mm. satiate them with snacks, <laughs> the and like have kind of everybody in on it was to hand out candy to kids. Okay, so the real horror that you have to hide yourself from on Halloween is children. <laughs> I mean... You have to, yeah. like, sacrifice candy to them so they don't egg your house. Yes. <laughs> Going back further, though, um, on the note of trick-or-treating is they... It's believed that the idea to go door-to-door -door and ask for stuff on Halloween came from a tradition of, on all of All Hallows Eve where people would leave out you know, like food and wine for wandering spirits so that the spirits wouldn't, you know, if you had food outside your house, they would be like oh cool, thanks for the food I'm not gonna fuck with you mm. and then just peace out, continue on their way but then again the church came in and we're like no 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 pagan bad so <laughs> <laughs> no 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 we can't have that instead of uh, it was also like I mentioned before, they put out food and stuff for, like, their relatives or whatever. Mm -hmm. So the church was like, what if instead of leaving food out for your dead relatives and to keep the spirits away, you just, like, beggars will come to your house and then you'll give them food and then they will pray for your dead relatives for you. What the right. fuck? <laughs> Why? Right. So that's kind of where that, like, the whole going door-to-door -door thing came from. Also, of note that I didn't know, Halloween was sort of viewed particularly for women as, like, a big matchmaking game, because there was a lot of, like, fortune-telling involved and stuff, and there were all kinds of these, like, silly rituals and competitions that women would do to try to find their true love. But my favorite one that I found <laughs> by far was when a matchmaker cook would put a ring in the mashed potatoes <laughs> and whoever found the ring would find her true love and if they that ain't the most goddamn irish thing i've ever heard in my life <laughs> like fucking when i found the that ring in my mashed taters that's when i knew like what the fuck kind of tradition is that also have you ever seen me eat mashed potatoes i would swallow right <laughs> it's just like you know, yeah, it's just just shoveling down mashed potatoes and you're like... You hear a clink and you're like, well, that's too late. <laughs> Do I still get to find my true love? <laughs> Did I true like miss love my was inside you the whole time. <laughs> the, another thing that I wanted to talk about was the origin of the jack-o'-lantern because I just like the story. So, I'm just gonna read my fucking notes that I wrote out here. <laughs> so, it came from an Irish story about a man called Stingy Jack. So, Stingy yeah. Jack. So, Jack, clearly by his name, not the best guy, right? So, he invited the devil out for a drink one night. Because you can just do that, apparently. <laughs> Dude. You can? I. Right? Yo! <laughs> 
Um, so he invited the devil out for a drink, but because he's a stingy motherfucker, he didn't want to pay for his drink. So he convinced the devil to turn into a coin so he could use the coin to pay for their drinks. Oh my god. But instead of actually buying the drinks, he just was like, I'll just keep the money instead. <laughs> and put the devil coin in his pocket with a silver cross. And so the silver cross like basically fucked up the devil, so the devil was stuck in being a coin. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, and eventually Jack agreed to let him go, but on the condition that the devil would have to leave him alone for a year, and he had to agree never to claim Jack's soul for hell. So a year goes by, devil comes back, Jack manages to fool him again, somehow, tricked him into climbing a tree to get some fruit. But once he was in the tree, Jack carved a cross into the trunk, so the devil was stuck up in the tree. Fucking tree the devil. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Like, he invited him out for drinks. Right? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Right? The devil is just like, fuck, dude. <laughs> I'm just vibing. Right? He's like, I'm just trying to have a drink. <laughs> um, so, in order, like, he had the devil fucking treed, forced the devil to promise to leave him alone for ten more years, <laughs> and also continue the agreement that he would never claim his soul. And then he let him go. <clears throat> Then Jack died a few years later, but when he knocked on Heaven's door, God was like, uh-uh, I don't want your nasty ass get out of here. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, fuck you. Like, oh, man. <laughs> so then he tries to go to the devil, and the devil's like, nope, we made a bargain. I'm not <laughs> you letting you live here. Anyway. I'm not like you. I'm true to my word. So, <laughs> you can't come in. <laughs> so he just is, like, in limbo, right? He can't get into heaven. He can't give an get into hell and so he's like well what the fuck am i supposed to like help me help me out a little bit <laughs> so the devil gave him an ever burning ember or a coal from hell and was like well you can use this as a light <laughs> peace and out so, bitch yeah he's like i can't let you in i don't you you made this deal i don't know what you wanted <laughs> so he carved out a turnip and put that the coal in it and now it said that jack's spirit wanders around with his lantern he became known as jack of the lantern which over time was shortened to jack-o-lantern that's really and the cool. reason we make jack-o-lanterns now is because um people would carve out faces in turnips or potatoes and leave them out to ward off jack's spirit to scare him away um it was when the Irish came to America and discovered pumpkins and were like, holy shit, this giant hollow fruit is way better for this than potatoes. Yeah. What have we been doing? Giant gourd. <laughs> so that's why we carve out pumpkins now. So basically, in short, we carve pumpkins because a bitch called the devil on a date and then was too stingy to pay up the end <laughs> the devil is just like worst tinder date ever <laughs> god <laughs> he's like texting god god's like Ooh. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for him <laughs> he can stay down there <laughs> God just like texts the devil and he's like, You will never guess who tried to come in today. Oh my god, no way. Knocking on my door. Can you believe like oh Can my, you fucking can believe? You believe this bitch? The audacity. 
<laughs> Try to swindle your way into heaven. <laughs> like, bitch. <laughs> I just love the idea that, like, the devil's supposed to be this horrible, nefarious motherfucker, but he got treed by, like, a dude. Yeah, <laughs> just a regular-ass dude. I also, I just, I love trickster characters. I think they are my favorite, like, trope. Yeah. Is just, like, some asshole out here just, like, seeing what he can do. Right. <laughs> Just <laughs> well, and like everything I found was that he um, convinced the devil to climb up a tree to get fruit. Like, why? <laughs> why? Why do you need fruit? Like the devil's just like walking down. Also, he's he's the devil. Like, why did he have to climb the tree? <laughs> Imagine like also swindling with the a devil. cross. <laughs> so he carved like a cross into the tree trunk. Why didn't he just like? Jump out of the tree. Did the tree like grab the tree was like trap card activated and just like the branches just grab the devil and he's like, God damn it! Ah, again. Again. <laughs> How many times has this happened? Listen, there's a lot of people who can't get into hell. <laughs> Listen, now I'm just thinking that like Jack is just the devil's like really bad ex. <laughs> Went out for a drink with the devil. Like, who does that? <laughs> just like yes. a dude calling up the devil, being like, "Yo, I don't got any friends. You want to like vibe? You want to hang out? We we'll go to the bar." Like, mm -hmm. me at Mothman. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it though. <laughs> Have you seen the depictions of the devil? I mean, fair, but like, how how like, you get the line? Yeah. Right? <laughs> He just, like, finds some, like, weird telephone, and he's like, these haven't been invented yet. <laughs> Hello? about fucking Supernatural. When they get to the point in the show where just, like, everybody has a fucking cell phone, and Sam and Dean can just, like, <laughs> call, call Crowley, <laughs> who is in hell, they just, like, call him up, they're like, hey, we get cell service down here? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Fucking interdimensional cell service. I mean, that's probably where Verizon originates from. <laughs> you know, it's probably where a lot of these big companies just. There goes our <laughs> Verizon sponsorship. I ain't mad about that. <laughs> fuck Verizon. Yeah, fuck Verizon unless they want to give me money. <laughs> Give me money for all of our eight views. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, some big company just decided to sponsor us and we're just two assholes sitting in a room, like, chatting into shitty mics? <laughs> <laughs> Talking to, like, five people. <laughs> Talking to five people and then one of them is like, eh, sellouts. <laughs> Our best friends. <laughs> oh, sellouts! <laughs> they just get in the group chat like, we I'm fucking, not. I can't do this anymore. I can't. I can't be around you. You, you sold out to. <laughs> you sold your soul to the devil. <laughs> Listen, I'm sure the devil would be a little bit better than some like corporate, pretty much mega company, corporate company. Yeah. 
I feel like the devil probably looks at Jeff Bezos and goes, ugh. Right? Like, like damn. I, I think even the devil is just like, like, I don't know. I feel like Lucifer and Jesus, like, I feel like I could chill with both of them. Mm. Like, they'd be, yeah. like, chill people. Yeah. Like, I think, excuse you, I feel like the devil just kind of got the shit into the deal. Yeah. He was like, hey, God, I'm pretty cool, right? And God was like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> right? <laughs> and he was like, you're not my son. <laughs> fuck you. I like your brother better. <laughs> just listen. Every authority likes you until they until you question them. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I'm gonna call this a Bible head cannon. On what? Excuse me? There was this girl and she was talking about like the way that um the Bible was like worded and stuff that insinuated that potentially um when eve like that fruit is like an innuendo for sex basically so when eve partook in the fruit with the serpent she was actually just like banging the devil <laughs> and then she went and took the fruit to adam and banged adam mm -hmm. and it was like this whole theory that um she had she got pregnant by both of them and had two embryos, and that's why oh, Cain like killed Cain. Abel. And Abel, because <laughs> Cain was like, "Fuck you, I'm better." <laughs> because there was only supposed to be one kid, mm. and God was like, "Fuck, what the fuck? We gotta get rid of that other one." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Eve knows what's up. <laughs> This just in. Eve is a furry. Oh my god. Okay, if you are attracted to the devil, like, does that make you a furry? He's like half goat. Yeah. I feel like he's like, he's basically like a satyr. Yeah. Well, like, there's like a difference between like Baphomet and like Satan. Yeah. Which like Baphomet, man with titties. Yep. Which and I go mean. ahead. Still somehow hot. <laughs> 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 That's just like this. This is just me devolving into like just admitting I'm a furry. Yeah. Which like we all know already. We just yeah. know. <laughs> Listen. We need to have a podcast on why, like, everyone in our generation has to be, like, a furry. That's on my list. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Are there any other Halloween traditions that you want to talk about? Those were pretty much the big ones that I was having fun reading about. They are pretty fantastic. I, I really like the story about Jack. Now I just want, like, a... Also, my theory, I was thinking about this earlier today when I was driving home because one of the songs from um, Nightmare Before Christmas came on. I have a theory that Stingy Jack and Pumpkin Jack are the same person. Probably. Right? So, like, his spirit be wandering around and um, he eventually just was like, alright, I was kind of being shitty. What if I just, like, build a whole ass town for spooky people, and we just 
juice spooky shit. Everybody's already afraid of me. Look at all these faces in the windows. They're trying to scare me off. Like, let's just make it about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like so dramatically gay like i i just want a comic now about like the devil and jack (laughs) being horrible exes to each other (laughs) i'm i'm in i'm ready ready to read that (laughs) that sounds so great (laughs) but anyway anyway um I guess, are we ready to move on to shit that scarred us as children? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so... I went with several of these because, like, they affected me personally when I was a kid, so... um, I gotta find my... The idea behind this concept is, like... We Everybody, you know, when you think of, like, terrifying shit you watched as a kid, I feel like... most of us immediately think of Courage the Cowardly Dog. And right. we wanted to, like, come up with other things Well, that were, like, along those lines where it was like, this is for kids, what the actual fuck? Yeah, some of these are, like, they are definitely marketed towards children, and some of these are, like, horror for children, and mm-hmm. some of these just, like, are not even horror movies, but they had certain scenes... Or, like, certain, you know, scenes in these medias that just kind of stuck with me. Right, yeah. So, I I went through several of these, and the first one that I want to start with is uh, actually Snow White. Yeah? So, when I was a kid, this specific one scared the shit out of me, because I think this scene in particular depicted panic in a very like real form so in the original uh animated film of snow white the the huntsman is like about to kill her because he was bribed by the the witch or whatever wicked stepmother Mm. i don't remember what it was but the jealous ass bitch the evil queen to kill Snow White but he decides he's like okay well I can't I he's like about to strike her down and he's like I can't do it okay you have to run and so like Snow White just like in this panic like uh, just about killed runs through the woods and you know you see this interaction with her and a bird first and she's like she wouldn't be typically scared of the woods but since this like event had just happened she like goes through a panic and the woods start getting darker and darker and like she cat like her dress catches on to like some of the branches and shit and they like turn into clawed hands like they're animated they turn into like clawed hands and she goes darker and it, it it goes deeper and deeper and it just keeps getting darker and like more warped and I think it really depicts her panic because um she she runs through she's getting like clawed at by the trees and they start having like faces and eyes and like horrifying like gnarled expressions and she falls down this like 
I don't know, this cliff into like a pond or something and the logs start turning into like crocodiles and like coming towards her and she's just like panicking trying to get out and she like just keeps running and running and running and she like passes out because she's just so much in that panic state that everything has just like become something that is attacking her and I think that it really affected me as a kid because like when you were a kid you would see things like that at night when you were going to bed mm -hmm. you would make faces out of certain things or you the would... vacuum is an alien and it's going to get you yeah <laughs> or like in, in in the dark you know your eyes play tricks on you and you're like that's that's a hand right there and it's gonna get me mm -hmm. you know it's also, like you said, just, like, a really, I feel like, accurate depiction of what having a panic attack feels like. Yeah. Where it's, like, you know that whatever you're freaking out about is not real, mm -hmm. but, like, it's In fucking real. In that state of mind, it's real to you. Yeah. And like, people, like, telling you, oh, just calm down, it's not a big deal, and you're like, no, 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 no. No, this, this is real shit. I'm about to get eaten by a fucking crocodile right yeah. now. And, like... Going through and watching that scene, it was actually like, yeah, that is really well animated in storytelling. And the music, too, was mm -hmm. just very, very, like, amped up. And, you know, music is a very important part of, like, the mood. The mood, yeah. Mm -hmm. Getting across a certain mood or happening that really sticks with you, I yeah. think. And so that, that was one of the first ones that I was like, you know, that that's actually really good. I don't particularly like Snow White as a movie, but yeah. that scene really scared the shit out of me as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Snow White is one of those that, like, I don't particularly enjoy the movie. I mean, like, it's not bad or whatever, but I, I don't especially care for it, but I appreciate what it did for animation. Because yeah. I remember reading a while back that they had basically an entire, like, female crew of animators for Snow White. Really? And they were trying to figure out, um, they couldn't get, like, her makeup right. Like, the execs would come in and be like, no, I don't, they were, like, coloring on it, whatever. Um, and they were like, no, it just doesn't look right. It looks weird, whatever. So eventually, like... Um, I believe Disney himself comes in. Mr. Disney. And he's like, <clears throat> they'd figured it out, how to make her makeup look right. And he comes, comes in and he's like, how did you get this to look like that? Like, why does this look like real makeup? And they were like, it is. Wow. They just straight up put actual makeup. Like, somebody pulled their blush out of their purse and put it on the cells. <laughs> That's really cool. So when you look at, like, Snow White and how her blush looks very, like... Faded, like, yeah, blended. realistic, despite yeah. her being a two-dimensional cartoon. That's why, because it's actual makeup. That's really neat. Yeah. Very neat. I think it was also the first animation in color. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Which, Which is cool. Yeah, that is very cool. It's one of those things like classic novels. I hate reading them, but... I appreciate what they've done for literature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, 
I wouldn't be able to watch it like now, but yeah, because the, the sounds right are like table. so sharp. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like her voice is just like really yeah. high pitched. And She's it's, like, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, but um, so I'm gonna keep going along the lines of uh, movies that weren't really meant to be like horror. Mm. And then we're going to get into, like, actual horror movies for the Um, so, this one's another Disney one, since we're going along Disney. Um, in Mulan, this is the next one, in Mulan, uh, they are traveling, they're singing, you know, they- Oh, I was like, they, what from Mulan is scary? And then I just realized what scene you're about to talk about. Yeah. They, um, they're traveling, they're singing a girl worth fighting for, and it's this happy, great song, and right after, just Im immediately the song, like, cuts off, it stops, and they see this absolute desolation of a village. And uh, that is another thing that this movie has done amazingly is really depict how fast a mood can change when you learn of horrifying terrifying things and that scene also just stuck with me when yeah. i was a it kid it has such an impact because like you said the song is so like it's such a fun bouncy song and they're just song. like singing about how they're gonna like become war heroes and they're gonna get all the babes and right? it's gonna be great and it's goofy because mulan's like but i don't like ladies <laughs> but i can't tell them that right <laughs> And it's just like this bouncy fun music and then it just like abruptly ends and you just look at the fucking carnage. Yeah, this, this <coughs> leftover doll, which implies that children were murdered here yeah. and you just like, oh, yeah. oh shit. Well, and it's like the doll is like a big one mm -hmm. and then they that find um, Shang's dad's helmet yeah so it was like this entire army and village yep. of innocent people were just slaughtered. slaughtered yep and that's that's not really horror but it's more like the way that it it's kind of presented. is though like it's when you think about it it's, it's not intended to be horror, horror but it's like it is like a real life horror like yeah. that's a thing that yeah. That's a real thing. I guess, like, I don't want to make it seem, like, gimmicky or anything. Yeah. It's definitely very real, and it hits, and it sticks yeah. with you, and it's like... Yeah, the, that's something that fucked me up when I was a kid. Yeah. Even watching it now, like, that scene yeah. has major impact. Yeah, it really does. Just, I think just because of the contrast between, like... Even the color scheme, when I yeah. think about it, it like it goes just... from being really bright and blue, and they're like flirting with the ladies in the rice fields yeah, and so whatever, and then it just you turn around and it's just like black smoke yeah. and red snow and yeah, it's it's horrifying, really. It's just the color schemes, the music, the just the sound design and everything. Yeah. It really comes together. Well, and especially. Something... 
like the music ends and then it's just silent. Like there's yeah. no background noise or anything. Yep. It's just it's just dead wind silence. and just staring and they all just kind of realize what they have stumbled into. You know? And it's, it's really good. It's ooh, yeah. it, it's really chilly. I don't want to watch um, Mulan. It's a great movie. It's so good. And the great fucking movie. soundtrack, like, mm. oh god. It was great. Um, anyway. <laughs> and, okay, so as we're going down Disney, um, I wanted to talk about Pinocchio. Uh, a lot of people had, like, they were scared of the whale scene, which is very scary. It's like intense. I don't remember Pinocchio, to be honest. I mean, it's been much. like a really. I don't. It's been a very long time since I've watched Pinocchio. It's I used to have time. like you know, um, cassette tapes that would be like reading whatever the version of the Golden Book or mm-hmm. whatever that they would come with. I used to have the Pinocchio one that I would listen to before bed, which is weird because it included the donkey scene. Which is the one that I think a lot of people... Yeah. Well, like, a lot of people... But were, I went to sleep to that. We're talking about... <laughs> that is very weird. <laughs> a lot of people were talking about the whale scene, though. And it is very intense, but the thing that really stuck with me was the donkey scene. Where Pinocchio's little friend is turning into a donkey and he's like crying for his mom mm-hmm. and freaking out and turning into a donkey. And he, oh, it's just, the way that it's animated is really, it really sticks with you because it's just horrifying to see this child in this distress and you're like, oh god, oh no. But yeah, that that's just another one that really sticks with me. Um, and Pinocchio wasn't supposed to be like a scary yeah. movie, so the scene just kind of like comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Same could be said with all of these that I have mentioned so far. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's part of the fun of this, though. It's like, there's, like, that's why I feel like we didn't really want to talk about courage, because everybody knows that courage is scary, but it's also supposed to be. Yeah. Like, they fucking did a damn good job making it unsettling as fuck, (laughs) but, like, then you just think about a lot of the things that you used to watch as a kid that weren't supposed to be scary, but, like, are and you yeah. just were like this is fine this yeah. is horrifying but it's fine <laughs> what else you got so continuing along um <clears throat> sort of the disney sort of rhetoric is clayton's death in tarzan which yeah was very graphic yeah for a kids movie even though it wasn't shown, you still see, like, the lightning from the back, and you see just his like silhouette his, yeah. hanging yeah. there. <laughs> it's like, well, and you see, like, the the vines wrap around like, his throat, yeah, too, you see the vines when wrap he around falls. His throat and he's, like, grabbing at him and screaming, and... It's, like, very visceral. It's very visceral, and it just happens in a snap. Yeah. And I think snap of his neck. Seriously, <laughs> like it just oh, it's yeah. so. It like, is like a really dramatic scene. It is very dramatic. I feel like I didn't like connect the dots when I was a kid. I so think, much like I knew what happened. Yeah. But it didn't like hit me and, as hard until I was yeah. older and went, "Holy shit! This they put that in this kids movie." <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, 
like that's another one that just kind of like it it leads up to it but it's another kids movie or like a kid or a movie that is marketed towards children but it's also just put in there like a man hung himself yeah very brutal very very brutal just like i feel like like of yeah of all the like disney villain deaths that i can think of at least off the top of my head like the big ones that one is like really that fucking really brutal because a lot of them are like they you fall off of something they or fall off of a cliff or something scar's death Scar- was pretty was dramatic because say, like, he like getting ripped apart yeah that's another one that I feel like just, like, I didn't connect how, like, savage that was yeah. until, like, I was older, because I was just like, oh, yeah, they getting him mm-hmm. when I was a little kid, and then, like, as an adult, being like, oh, oh fuck! Because <laughs> you really, you really, like, put yourself in that character's place, Yeah, I think, when you're an adult, and you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. Well, and then even just, like, the hyenas are, like, tearing him apart, and then mm-hmm. the the trio sort of looking over, like, over the edge of the cliff when he's like, you have to tell them that I didn't do this, and they went, huh, no. I don't think I will, and then walk <laughs> away as he just gets torn to shreds, like, yeah, it's fucking brutal. It is so fucking brutal. But just, like, the imagery in Tarzan of that one. Of, like, just seeing his silhouette hanging there. Yeah. Like. Yep. Well, that's, like, both Tarzan and in The Lion King, like, they used shadows to really Mm. depict what was happening. And I think that's really good storytelling, honestly. Yeah. To, like, you know, show it without actually showing it. Yeah. It, like, gets the point across, and it, you understand that, like, holy shit, this really traumatic thing just happened. Mm-hmm. But then you don't have to be, like, disgusted. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, another Disney movie. I know you haven't seen it. The Black Cauldron. Mm-hmm. Scarred me so much when I was a child. So, the... I think it was, like, the Skull King was raising the dead out of this horrifying cauldron and the dead were like very depicted very detailed like corpses rising from the dead and um that really got me but what really really got me is so the main protagonist meets this annoying little dog character called Gurgi, and they discover the Black Cauldron, and somehow, like, the Skull King finds the Black Cauldron, and now, now the, he's, like, using it to raise the dead, they discover, like, from some witches that the only way to stop the Black Cauldron from raising the dead, or working, like, stop the Black Cauldron from working, and raising the dead to form this army is to sacrifice yourself and so that's like used later in the plot I'm like looking at the scene so I can relate but I'm listening to you (laughs) we should watch the scene so what happens is this 
annoying little dog character, I think, like, something happens and he decides that it's his fault that this is happening. And he just sacrifices himself into the black cauldron. So he just jumps in with all these corpses. It's horrifying. This adorable little character just just like straight up killing himself. And the the corpses start to like dissolve and fall apart and oh, it's horrifying. And so the Skull King like tries to jump in the fray or whatever, but he also gets sucked into the cauldron and it's like this horrifying, terrifying scene. You should really just look it up. It's just it's so much more scary than I can like reiterate because I'm not good at it, obviously. But it's just Even I'm just looking at this the scene of him like raising the dead out of the cauldron oh, and yeah. the cauldron's like leaking blood and yeah. like It's fucking horrifying. Like for a kids movie, even like the design of who I'm assuming is the Skull, the Skull King, King. Yeah. is like it's his horrifying. face is like pretty like kind of grotesque and like yeah he's got like these horns. they don't normally show blood in kids movies so the mm-hmm. fact that like i can only assume that it's supposed to be blood yeah. coming out of the cauldron because what else is it going to be it's fucking red. like ketchup yeah. or whatever like <laughs> whatever bullshit excuse they were like this isn't real blood mm-hmm. like just like the yeah. fact that that was like marketed <laughs> as a kids movie yeah so horrifying like the animation is really good honestly it's like very detailed very good but i watched that as a kid yeah (laughs) and it fucking scarred me for life like okay this part of the scene that i'm watching right now just had like a horde of fucking dead people leap out of the water and like stab a guy yeah just like fucking fucking people up literally we need to watch this <laughs> we should i wonder if it's on disney plus maybe i feel like it is it's i feel like i've seen it it's uh acclaimed as one of the movies that almost killed disney mm. like when it was going through a tough time as a company it like almost killed disney because <laughs> I, i'm not sure why but i've just like seen articles mm. about it haven't read them because I can't read. <laughs> but that that's another one that really just like scarred me. Along those lines, it's not Disney, but along those lines is Scooby Doo Zombie Island. Mm. They also had very highly detailed dead people. Yeah. Scared the shit out of me. Like I thought the Werecat people were cool. Like because I'm a furry. But like yeah. they were also <laughs> scary, but I wasn't as scared of them as I was scared as of the skeletal-like corpse monsters. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were very scary. And the scene where- Trout, stop! She keeps like hitting my table and I can see it on the thing. So all of those annoying clicking sounds or whatever you're hearing is my dog being a shit. <laughs> rolling over kicking my table. But I just remember the specific scene of Scooby-Doo Zombie Island where they're like stuck in a mud pit with the mystery machine and the zombies are like coming for them yeah. and like banging on the door. <laughs> I'm like, oh god! That's 
horrifying. <laughs> you know what else I think about every time I think about that? <laughs> or just fucking Scooby and Shaggy sitting in the mystery machine eating crawfish. Yeah. Just Dude, like slurping them out so of a bucket. Good. And I'm like, I've never eaten crawfish, but, but damn, do I want so to whenever delicious. I watch that movie. Why does animated food look so delicious? Right. It just immediately makes me laugh. Anytime I watch Ponyo, I just want tea and ham. Right? I don't understand. (laughs) Okay. More Disney. Fantasia was a beautiful masterpiece that really just impacted my life in artistic ways and I love it. It's very nostalgic for me. The first Fantasia movie also had this horrifying dinosaur scene that Yeah, I, you showed me that one cuz I, I don't remember. I know that my parents had Fantasia on VHS or we had Fantasia, but I don't ever remember watching it. So you were showing me some of these that you were just, thinking of. This specific scene I just like remembered immediately as like the probably the first or the second thing that really impacted me as a kid watching you know not a horror movie but it really struck me as horrifying and this animated scene is a t-rex fighting a stegosaurus and basically brutally killing it just animated so detailed and prolifically like it chases the stegosaurus down and the stegosaurus is kind of kind of cornered so it rears up its tail and it smacks the the t-rex a couple times but the t-rex just grabs the stegosaurus by the neck and just like a dog like ragdolls it and that's the most horrifying part of it is it's just very visceral yeah and it's like you just can see in the animation that's fucking neck snapping. Yeah. You can just see it just like... And then it like repeats the clips over and over. Yeah. So you just like watch it and over like and over. Over <laughs> and over in your head. And it's just like, it's so violent. So, so violent. And along with the orchestra, it really just like, it hits you, man. It's It's a lot for a kid. Like... I need I need this rhetoric of like anything that's animated is for kids to not be that right. <laughs> like, no, I don't think that scene was for kids at all. It was, it was it was still very good, but like looking back on it, like it very much impacted me as a child because it it was just horrifying to see that. Like, just, I mean, you know, you know, you watch, like, nature documentaries or whatever. (laughs) My dad, I remember this specific scene, or not this specific scene, but I think I was watching, like, a nature documentary when I was younger, because I loved Animal Planet, that's the only thing that I wanted to watch, but, um... I think it was a <coughs> leopard seal hunting penguins, and my dad just like walked by and was like, "That's kind of morbid." <laughs> and I was like, "Huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you want to change it?" Nah. <laughs> just makes me think of a post I saw the other day that was like, 
um, me watching a nature documentary about predators. Hell yeah, get him! <laughs> me watching a, na- a nature documentary about prey animals. No! <laughs> <laughs> Nature doesn't give a shit. <laughs> but uh, back to the dinosaur thing. Like, you can see where its neck snaps, and its eyes roll into the back of its head, and it just flops onto the ground. And just, like, this crowd of other dinosaurs are just watching it, like, oh, fuck, Jimmy just died. Damn. And Glad that wasn't like, me, though, am I right? <laughs> they all just, you like, wanna go get go some leaks? <laughs> My battery's running low. Oh, no. I'm stealing this. Okay. <laughs> it's just like one of those things that just like kind of comes out of nowhere because Fantasia wasn't a wasn't a horror movie. Um, the other scene in Fantasia, um, it's like something mountain. But we also watched that one, mm-hmm. like the demonic one, which also very scary. But I don't think it had it gave me like the same reaction. I feel like that one was also supposed to be scary, right? The dinosaur fight. I think it was supposed to be scary, but it was also supposed to be like fun because it didn't start out. Yeah. Scary. Well, and like, it's like. I don't know if it was necessarily supposed to be scary, but I mean, like, I feel like it was made. It was more supposed to be exciting. Yeah. Like thrilling. Yeah, but it did. It just but, came out yeah. scary. Cause it's just like yeah, fuck yeah, dinosaur fight. Right. Yeah, and then one of them just gets like brutally, brutalized. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, and it's like when um, when you showed me that one, it made me think about the first Land Before Time movie when Littlefoot's mom died. Yep. Because you just again with the silhouettes, you watch her like save Littlefoot and Sarah from the T Rex, and she's like going at it with this the fucking sharp tooth, and then he jumps on her back, and you just like watching the silhouette of the T Rex ripping giant hole in her back, mm-hmm. and then when Littlefoot like goes up to her and she's on the ground dying you can like see just this chunk missing from her and that's dramatic yeah it's just horrifying and then it also like later on in the movie when um littlefoot is still mourning when he like sees his own shadow on the rocks and thinks it's his mom it just like hits you again oh god that is so sad i haven't seen land before time in so long but i remember that scene where he just like things with his mom. Yeah. Oh, and it's so that heartbreaking. That really does hit. Yeah. It's just heartbreaking. Yeah. But just that, like, again, like, the storytelling with the silhouettes, like, you see what's going on. Yeah. Just cause you don't see, like, the... The gore. But the gore, but, like, you happening. watch this T-Rex just fucking rip her apart. Yeah. And then you see the aftermath of that. Mm. Oof. Yeah. Um, next on my list is the tunnel scene in Willy Wonka. Mm. Like, they have, like, the boat. Just, like, gives me anxiety. Yeah, it's just very anxiety-filling. Well, and especially, like, I don't know if you were going to talk about this, but I've read that none of the other actors knew what was going on. 
really? Only he knew it was going to happen. Oh. So he's just, like, being fucking weird. And the rest <laughs> of the actors are like, what the hell is happening? So, like, all of their their reactions to what's going on in this genuine. tunnel is genuine because Ooh. they're like, did Gene Wilder just, like, take some coke before this? Are we okay? There's children on here. Gene! <laughs> Gene! So he's just, like, being cryptic and, like, si- singing his like weird-ass chanting. song. And they're just like, oh my fucking god. Like, Gene Wilder is about to kidnap me and murder me. I'm, like... <laughs> right? Uh, just, like, listing off a couple because they they don't really have a lot to them, but... They're just, like, things that I want to mention, just in case they hit home to anybody else. Harry Potter. Nearly Headless Nick scared the shit out of me. That's fair. (laughs) Just, like... I don't... He didn't really scare me, but, like, the first time you watch him take off his head, you're just like, ugh! (laughs) Yeah, like, the gore that... Like, yeah. you see... Because you <laughs> like, see, like, his like, fucking you. bones yeah. sticking out, like... That just, like, that disturbed me when I was a kid. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I get um, it. Another one that I don't really have a lot of substance to, but the entire movie of James and the Giant Peach... Yeah, it's just... Horrifying. Creepy looking. It's um, unsettling. There's specific scenes that I remember, like, uh, one was James has this horrifying nightmare where he is a caterpillar and his ants I think like try and spray him with like pesticides and he's like running away from this like smoke cloud that's chasing after him it's just it's very horrifying it's us also in real life right now be like <laughs> just running away from smoke clouds for real though <laughs> it's very weird and it's animated like um that one book that's like about the caterpillar it's very famous do you remember the very hungry caterpillar yeah it just it looks like that essentially and it's so very weird and just like abstract yeah it's horrifying yeah i don't remember much about that movie except that i didn't like it because the style is like unsettling like the style itself like the characters and everything very unsettling yeah it's not it's just like it's not pretty to watch also just the concept of the story of basically like a sad orphan being taken by his aunts so they can get money yeah. and then they like try to get rid of him yeah it, it's very weird i want to watch it again because i might have a different view but watching it as a kid was very strange yeah and um another one the sunken ship they like dive down to get a compass from the sunken ship and the centipede character is very strange looking um like jumps down and he like picks up the compass from the captain's room and there's just like the skeleton of the captain's room very funny side note the captain in the sunken ship is jack from the Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> it's just like straight up Jack. Because it was like Tim Burton. Hmm. So They just like use the same model? Yeah, I think so. But they like put a beard on it that <laughs> didn't fit. <laughs> Which is like really funny. Like, just like when he's wearing the Santa beard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Except it's like brown. Hmm. <laughs> he's got a pirate hat on. So it's like the same character, but 
he like grabs the compass, turns around to like get out, and like his suspenders get caught on something, <laughs> and he just like looks back, and it, it like the camera just pans into the captain's face, and he's like, "Bitch!" <laughs> so they like attack him. And they put him on this fucking torture device and, like, stretch him apart. Like, oh, it's horrifying. That whole scene is just, like, thrilling and horrifying, and I I don't like it. Um. Just thinking of Jack now. Like, Nightmare Before Christmas is obviously supposed to be scary. Right. But I always just remember when I watched it when I was little... Like, thinking everything just looked really cool, mm-hmm. but then there's the one scene where Jack calls Boogie's boys to go fetch Santa, and they're, like, bickering with each other, and he makes this horrifying face at yeah. them, and that always got me. I was like, right? yeah, this movie, like, look at all this spooky stuff, I love all these designs, like, look at this right? fucking werewolf guy, he looks great, and then he makes that face, and I'm like, this cute skeleton man just turns horrifying, and you're like, oh, that's why he is the king of this place. Right? I understand now. I'm <laughs> It, that's like along those lines in like Beetlejuice where the couple like tries to scare people yeah. and they just like morph their faces and you're like ah! yeah <laughs> the cute little couple just turns into these horrifying creatures and I'm like oh, I don't yeah. like it but just like body horror really mm. gets me it's like, ooh, ooh, can't do it um, spooky more animated movies Rasputin in Anastasia. In the final scene, he um, enchants this horse statue, which makes me think of the Denver horse mm. statue, like the, the airport. Devil statue. Bronco? What's yeah. his name? I always forget what it's called. I don't, I don't remember. It's just the blue horse at the Denver. I think people call him Lucy, but... Yeah. But it, he like enchants this statue, and it's like a Pegasus, actually. And its eyes just glow red, and it's got, like, red cracks into it, and it's, like, it's so off-putting because it's, like, 3D animated versus, like, the 2D animation, and it's, like, attacking the male protagonist and, like, beating the shit out of him, and it's just got this, like, these red glowing eyes. I'm gonna look it up because I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in so long. We should watch that too. Yeah, we should watch. I always just think of the little. I think his name is Dimitri, the little bat character. Even though he's a bad guy, I think he's great. Dimitri is the male character's voice, though. The male character's name, though. Dimitri. Is it? I thought it was the bat. What's the bat's name? But, um. Anyways, um. During that whole scene, there's like, it's like the precipice, you know, they're fighting and Anastasia gets like the vial of magic, whatever, that's keeping Respian alive. And she like crushes it under her foot and it like, it's, it like explodes into this be- like beaming light of green and then Rasputin like covers his face he like reels back and covers his face but you just see his skin like melt Mm. off so horrifying he like just like 
falls down, his skin melts off, he falls down, and then he, like, flips over and he's just a skeleton, and his skeleton, like, spasms, and then he just turns to dust, and I was like, that is so, like, over-the-top scary. (laughs) So scary. Villains out here being dramatic. Right? Gotta be dramatic. In every sense. You understand, don't you? Bill, are you a villain? Is that why you're so dramatic? Yes. Look at that tail. (laughs) Did you kick Logan off? (laughs) (laughs) And best at villain. (laughs) So, um, there's two, two left. And these are, these are along the same lines of, uh, the Fantasia fight. Things that really impacted me as a kid. Um, I'm gonna mention the Spirited Away pigs first. Mm. Because that kind of just, you see that horrifying scene and you're like, Oh god, I will never eat again. (laughs) Enter this in reasons Cade doesn't like pigs. I don't like them. See, for me, it's like um, the pig pigs being unsettling in that movie. The food scene is gross and like grotesque, but the pigs don't creep me out until she has that dream where she tries to go find her parents and then she can't tell which ones they are and they're all screaming at her. Yeah. That one creeped creeps me out. That is, like, part of the reason. Like, I just... Pigs are used in media as, like, gluttonous and, like, even in, like, the biblical sort of sense, they just, like, are depicted that way, and I think that doesn't really reflect on the animal, but, like, pigs in media scare me. Mm. Pigs in general, I'm like, okay, you know, they're animals, you know? They don't really do that but yeah um but that just kind of sets the tone because it's like in the beginning area it kind of just sets the tone for this kind of like haunted experience that Shihiro has and I think it fits well and I I think that it does kind of come out of nowhere though still but it fits well into the story but yeah just like it's really shocking too when because it's like she tries to talk to her dad and she's like you have to stop eating like what the hell are you doing and he just like flops over and screams at her yeah like Like, well and then putting yourself in that position because like i remember watching that when i was little and like I also was just, like, a fucking nervous wreck of a child, I feel like. Yeah. I, d- I was, like, super shy and, like, awkward and didn't want to talk to people. So just, like, watching Chihiro, who to me was a really relatable character, yeah. wander around to be scared because her parents were, like, doing something they weren't supposed to be doing and she didn't want to get in trouble. Yeah. And she's running around here being like, I'm freaked out in this weird, empty carnival or whatever this is. Yeah. And then going back to her parents and all of a sudden they're disgusting giant pigs. Right. It's, like, the concept is terrifying, as well as, like, the imagery. And her having to, like, pick out her parents, too, like, but the last one that I want to mention 
also really scared me. It was out of the blue. I don't know if... I don't think Who Framed Roger Rabbit was, like, marketed towards children. But it was still... It's been a really long time since I've seen that, too. It included, like, every cartoon character ever. I actually just saw a post yesterday that was talking about how Who Framed Roger Rabbit was basically, like the first ever crossover in cartoons because before then it was unheard of that for, like Warner Brothers and Disney would like do anything together mm. and then they also to make that movie pulled animators from literally everywhere who weren't like literally every known animator who wasn't already doing something worked on Roger Rabbit that's awesome yeah yeah. But um, anyway, I just saw that like yesterday, so that was, that was fun facts. Very Continue. <laughs> um in this movie, uh they confront the villain. Two of these movies had Christopher Lloyd in them. <laughs> very spooky man apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um Anastasia he was rescued. Mm-hmm. Um so uh they confront the villain, who is Christopher Lloyd, and he, I don't really remember what happens, but at some point he dips this cartoonized shoe into, like, toxic, like, lava or wax or whatever, like, acid, and he just, like, dips it, and it's animated, this poor shoe, (laughs) like, it sounds very weird, but, like, this shoe just, like, screeches and screams as it's getting, like, dipped into horrifying acid that's just dissolving it. And it's like, oh my god! What the fuck? Just, like, the expression that it has, and it's, like, crying eyes, and I'm like, oh, uh, this poor shoe! (laughs) Horrifying... I, I would not recommend <laughs> just just like the fact that he murdered a living being on screen just yeah. just fine horrifying <laughs> and especially like since like cartoons in that movie were characters and like were like beings with rights and you know yeah. like actual cognizant things it's so fucking horrifying yeah. to just see that and it's, for it to like it to just, actively like, watch it and it's not even like an off-screen you're you get the idea it's like you no, watch you this watch it actual like, torture happen yeah it's like it's animated so very well they didn't need to animate it so well. You didn't need to do that. <laughs> you didn't have to do that to that poor shoe. It's so, it's so horrifying because it's like, you know, it's kind of like this funny, goofy adventure and then like one of them just like gets fucking murdered. <laughs> fucking murked just in front of everybody. And another part of that is like they animated Christopher Lloyd's eyes at certain points, so they would, like, bulge out of his head. That's, like, one thing that I do remember, because I don't remember much of the plot of that movie at all. They were horrified. But, yeah, I just remember, like, that sort of visual. Yeah, it's very well done, but it's just, like, 
That is horrifying. That's absolutely horrifying. It's like really jarring. Yeah. So there, there's my list of things that really haunted me as a child. Let me know. Let us know in the comments yeah. <laughs> if if you had any of these similar experiences or if you have more to add. There's probably a lot more. Yeah. But yeah, to just. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's about it for for today. Yeah, we've been talking for an hour and seventeen minutes now. Don't yeah. tell them that. It'll be shorter when they listen to it. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to know how many times we just stop speaking and I have to cut it out. <laughs> Even though we researched all of our things. I'm just thinking just... about that fucking scene in Spongebob where Mr. Krabs is like ringing the bell. Day 23! And I'm just like, episode 6! And we've just lost it. We get a bell. <laughs> okay. I think we need to stop. Bye! Bye!